Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Straight talk, no nonsense, honest debate. This is The Roy Green Show. Listen back to any segment that we air on uh, the podcasts at RoyGreenShow.com, including this segment that we're about to conduct the interview with Andrea Horvath, who is, of course, the leader of the Ontario NDP, and uh, as Daryl Bricker told us from Ipsos at the top of the hour, when it comes to Ontarians deciding who they would like as premier, most like as premier, Andrea Horvath is first at 41%. And uh, then it's Doug Ford at 36%, and Kathleen Wynne is at 23%. So maybe, uh, Andrea, you should just be running uh, the election. should just be for the premier. <laughs> well, first of all, it's nice to talk to you, Roy. It's been a little while. It has been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you for inviting you. me on your show. Well, it's great to have you with us. Uh, tell us, please, uh, what you announced this morning. Uh, if you're elected, Ontario receives a universal health care plan which would cover drug costs and dental care, and then tell us where the money would come from with this province sure. in such terrible fiscal shape, thanks to the Wynn Liberals. Well, sure. I mean, for, first and foremost, I think it's important to know that um, in terms of employees in this province, about two-thirds are already covered by their employer benefits plans. Uh, our plan is a two-pronged approach, which will uh, cover off the other one-third of workers, as well as uh, folks who are uh, low-income people, folks who are, for example, uh, um, uh, retirees who don't have any benefits, uh, folks who uh, are um, working but um, you know working at jobs that don't currently provide benefits. We're going to uh, we're going to provide uh, basically dental, like the basic dental services for everyone. Um, and you know, when when uh, when we're completely com- finished with our platform, which we're putting the final touches on now. Uh, when it comes to the second part of your question around the, the fiscal piece, uh, we will have a fully costed plan uh, that has a responsible, uh, you know, fiscal uh, plan that's attached to it. So it'll be a fully costed platform with a responsible fiscal plan. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, we know that uh, that things are um, challenging in the province, but what we believe is that people need more help, not less, uh, to build a good life here. We've seen too many folks now for years who are just struggling to. Uh, you know, to hold it together. Are you, go, are you going to use? Campaign. Are you going to use the words revenue neutral? Uh, no. What I'm what I'm going to say is that our plan will be costed and that it will absolutely be responsible. Okay. Now let me talk about a couple of other things to you. I spoke with Daryl Bricker earlier, as I mentioned. The parameters of Ontario's election campaign have changed dramatically. The PCs led by Doug Ford, uh, no longer uh, what was his name? 
This is what Thank happens. You, yeah. Epsos, Thank the you, Ipsos polls <laughs> suggest that there may be a PC majority government. So where do you realistically consider the Ontario New Democrats to be positioned now? And who concerns you more, Ford or Wynn? And just give me a straight answer on that. Uh, well, you know, a straight answer is I think we're positioned to win this campaign. I'm looking forward to taking the reins of the province. And I think this is a an opportunity for change for the better in Ontario. Look, we don't have to keep choosing uh, between bad and worse. We don't have to keep choosing between options like Kathleen Wynne uh, and Doug Ford. I mean, there is another choice here, and New Democrats. But you're not are, resonating, Andrea. You're not resonating with the uh, the party. You are, but the, you are, but the party well, isn't, according to the poll. Well, and that's and that's what I believe is the opportunity that we have to show people that we can make change for the better in Ontario. It doesn't have to be more cuts uh, than what Kathleen has uh, provided, more privatization uh, than what the Liberals have put in place. Uh, we can take a different path. And I'm excited to show the does that, Ontario what that path does is. Does that path you know include? What? Does and that you know path include no more taxes? You know what? Uh, certainly for low-income folks, for for middle-class families, they need to be protected. Our plan will protect uh, middle-class families and folks that are struggling. Absolutely, that's definitely. I'm not sure what that. Plan. You know, I never know what protect means in the political means context. They're not. They're not going to see their life become less affordable. They're not going to see okay. more of a tax burden on on them. Because okay, you'd have to let me. You have they, to let me get through a bunch of questions with you because we've only got okay. five minutes left. Is we, this like speed dating? Oh. <laughs> What's that? Is it, is it like speed dating? Like I, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Look, we, we have two NDP governments in the West, in Alberta and British Columbia. They're at each other's throats metaphorically over the issue of the pipeline. Which do you side with on the issue of the Trans Mountain Pipeline extension? The Alberta Premier, Notley, who's threatened she may shut the spigot for Alberta oil destined for British Columbia? Or do you, s- do you side with Premier Horgan? who may, I don't know if he's going to make that happen as far as uh, Premier Notley is concerned. And what's your thinking about, about pipelines? Should we have Energy East going through Ontario, or do we want to have more, do you just want to have the oil rolling through on rail cars and trucks? What's your thinking on, 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 the, on the BC, Alberta issue, and then on how we transport the oil? Um, okay, so on the on the first part of the question, uh, I know that uh, uh, Brian and, um, or rather John and Rachel, are very uh, very much in a bit of a battle around uh, the pipeline issue. Uh, all, all I can say is that it's up to those two premiers to respond to the needs of their two provinces and hammer out some kind of solution. When it comes to Ontario, I've said very clearly many times on the record, uh, and it's the position of my party, uh, is that any kind of um, pipeline, any kind of initiative of that nature would be required to go through an environmental assessment process at the provincial level uh, before it could be approved in Ontario. That's the position that we've had for some time and it's really about making sure uh, that the, the the safety and the interests of uh, Ontario uh, people is uh, is taken seriously and that uh, can only be done with a, a process that's, um, that's you know sanctioned and uh, rigorous uh, from uh, our provincial perspective. Okay, so would you be siding with Energy East or not? Well, again, what I, I, I don't think it's saying siding one way or the other. What I'm saying uh-huh. is we would do our own due diligence as a province. No, but do, do, you see a, do you see a, let me put it this way then. Do you see a need for a pipeline like Energy East when you know that it's traveling through the province on, on rail and on trucks, right? Well, I mean, again, uh, I, it's not a matter for me of a need. Okay, or not so we're not going to get an answer. We're not going to. We're not going to be able to get how, the answer on no, that. It's eh? a matter of how we are going to be responsible uh, to make sure that any kind of transportation of 
of uh, raw, raw resources or oil uh, or gas or anything uh, is ensured to be safe. Uh, and the way we do that is through a provincial environmental assessment process. Okay. Some people might be saying I'm a little too rude and pushy, but you've known me for a long time. <laughs> we go way back, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Jagmeet Singh was the deputy leader. I'm going to ask you about what you're going to do in the province, but I have to ask you about this question. Or ask you this question. He was the deputy leader of your party from 2015 to 2017. Now the leader of the National New Democratic Party, making headlines over his attendance of Sikh independence rallies or uh, separatist rallies. Some would say there's now a, a headline story on globalnews.ca. Uh, Jagmeet Singh wants Canada to declare anti-Sikh violence in India during the 1980s to be a genocide. I want to ask you to comment on that, but I will ask you to tell me, please, were there any issues with Mr. Singh? Did you have any concerns about his, his, uh, his interests and his passions when he was your deputy leader? And that was in 2015 when he actually attended that conference or that, 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 that event in San Francisco. Uh, well, in fact, Jagmeet has been uh, speaking to crowds on issues of, uh, of genocide and of human rights violations and uh, all kinds of those kinds of topics for many, many years. I mean, it's one of his passions and not just uh, when it comes to the Sikh community. I mean, he's spoken out on the Tamil community, for example. He's spoken out on, uh, you know, on all kinds of other uh, human rights issues worldwide. And so I wasn't unaware uh, that that was one of his passions. I wasn't unaware that he had been invited by many, many different uh, organizations and, you know, plenaries and conferences uh, around the world, here across Canada and around the world. And so, I mean, the specifics of, of his remarks and all of that stuff, that was kind of not part of his work as an MPP. It was more his work as a, a social uh, activist and as a, a human rights activist on the international stage. So we have a minute and 10 seconds left. It's all yours. Tell our listeners uh, across Canada, some of me come back to vote. Um, do we have absentee ballots? I guess so, eh? Anyway, tell our listeners across Ontario for sure why they should vote Andrea Horvath and New Democratic Party on the 7th of June. Well, you know what, Roy, for, for some time now, people have been told uh, that they have to settle. They have to settle between uh, liberals and conservatives, and that's what's been going on for a long time. And it's just made life harder and harder uh, for everyday folks. Uh, and we don't see any real improvement in the, and where people stand. And, and we don't think it has to be that way. We think it can be much, much better. And that's why New Democrats are offering a campaign uh, and a platform that's built on hope, that you can actually have, uh, you know, an electricity system that operates in the interest of the many, okay. not just the few shareholders, that you can have a healthcare system and hospitals where you're not lined up in hallways on gurney, okay. uh, where we don't have more cuts and more privatization, where there's actually change for the better in Ontario. Andrea, that's I do have to ask you one more question. There's some issues uh, raised by the Bay Observer about problems in your constituency offices with harassment and people leaving and being fired. Is that cleared up? Uh, well, as you know, Roy, there's a there's a you know human resources process that uh, uh, that we go through, yeah. and I, I'm not in a position to be able to speak to human resources issues. And I'm out of time. Good talking to you again, and I hope we can talk before the seventh uh, of June. Thank you so much, Roy. It was my pleasure. Take care. Take care, Andrea Horvath. I knew her when she was a city councillor in Hamilton. We will come back. Stay with us.